0: Good.
1: Just your, your thoughts on on the Bengals offense? A lot of young, up and coming offensive players here. Does it start with Mixon or does it start
2: with Burrow? Yeah, I think it all. The Bengals are very talented, just as a group. Probably one of the most talented groups we'll see. You know, starting with the running back Mixon, and you go to the quarterback, young quarterback Burrow, who's who's smart, very talented, great arm strength. Right, he's very decisive and knows where to go with the ball. And then on the outside, you know, all of the receivers that they have are, you know, a lot of playmakers out there. The tight end position, probably some of the better tight ends in the blocking game that we've seen. So all around, you know, those guys' skill position, they've done a really good job of uh, acquiring talent there and adding true playmakers.
1: You you want to know this boy pretty well from college, correct? And they played against each
2: other a couple years ago? I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
1: And, and Joe Burrow having a friendship and a relationship. Have you seen any extra excitement from Nick this week and getting to go after that particular quarterback?
2: No, I haven't seen any any extra excitement, you know, with Nick knowing uh, Joe, but he's been the same, just going through his normal routine, normal prep week for him, just preparing as best he can to go against this uh offensive line who is really talented as well that I didn't mention. So Nick is having a normal prep week. Yeah. There's
1: never any time where he actually does wave
2: Right, there is, you know, Nick is a very, very consistent player. I think that's what makes him, you know, that's what makes him so good. You know, it's about being consistent in this league, and that's one thing. Nick is very consistent with his routine, with his preparation throughout the week, practice habits. He's always doing the same things, which allows him to go out on Sunday and be a consistent playmaker on Sunday for us. How did Aziz handle
1: everything
2: on, on Sunday? Stepping into that Yeah, I thought Aziz did really well. You know, he was... Uh, he was calm, he communicated very well. Uh, he didn't try to do too much. He just, he let the game come to him, made the plays that he was supposed to make, made a huge play there for us at the end, as, you, as everybody saw, you know, with him getting the ball out. But Aziz, he's been having an outstanding year. You know, this is a career career year for him. And he's playing lights out every week, and there hasn't been any letdown. From him. love his energy, love his passion, love the way he plays the game, the physical mindset. You know, he's everything you want in a linebacker.
1: Uh, Brad said yesterday that DJ Jones might have the, the most football strength of anyone on the team. <laughs> Different than the weight when strength, which I guess he's, he's okay in the weight room too. Yeah. Uh, but do you, does he remind you of someone? I mean, obviously, DB's alignment are strong, right? Almost by definition, but does he remind you of someone that you played with? Like when you see him, you know, be able to shed blocks like he does? I
2: mean, I think DJ is in his in his own, you know, in his own category, but I think a guy who I've seen with the strength and power that DJ has, similar guy, different body types, but Fletcher Cox is one guy I played with who is very, physical guy being able to shed blocks and, and wreck things in the backfield and that's what you see uh, dj doing as well so the one guy i played with that i can compare him to from that nature as far as being violent attacking knocking guys back and making plays in the backfield would be fletcher cox yeah but, uh, the
1: back-to-back plays where he got Peterson for a 5 yard loss and then he got out on the screen and caused the fumble. he seemed to be when I mean, that flashed his strength and
2: He moves pretty well too. Oh, yeah. DJ moves very well. To be an interior D line, he moves very well and he has the mindset, right, to get to the ball with urgency. You know, he's coming out of the stack. He feels his screen and he's running as fast as he can. But the guys on the outside did a really good job of setting the edge so DJ didn't have to run as far. So they made a guy go back inside and DJ is just awareness, right, to attack the ball as he's coming out of the stack. It was a a huge play in the game for us. And E-Man is able to recover that ball. I mean, that's what we talk about. That's what we harp on. Guys swarming to the ball, attacking the ball. And that was was all encompassing in that one play.
1: Joe Burrow has a lot of weapons, but he has thrown 14 interceptions. How can you guys kind of take advantage of some of his gambles?
2: Yeah, I mean, we just have to, we have to be who we are. Our, our defense is, we pride ourselves on trying to get after the ball, trying to attack the ball as much as possible. You know, he's a, a young quarterback, you know, who can struggle at times, you know, so we just have to play our game. That's, that's the main thing. It's not about doing anything special. It's about us just being who we are. Our guys understand that, you know, when they go line up, we're going to play hard. They're going to make plays. And we just have to go with our same mindset that we take every week and our guys, can do that. They can't get after the ball. They can't attack the ball and, and get some turnovers. The last
1: time we saw Nick most emotional was maybe the Super Bowl or maybe when he actually tore his ACL. Is that what you see from him? Like, he doesn't really get super emotional about anything in particular.
2: You're Right, yeah. Nick is not a guy who's going to get get too high or get too low. Yeah, he's been, he's very even-keeled guy. And, uh, and again, I think, you know, that's him, you know, and that's what I like about all our guys. Everybody can just be themselves, you know. Everybody can be themselves, and all our guys just gel together and work really well together. But Nick is a even-keeled guy who, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to respect you. You go out and play the way he plays. So for everybody, whether you're a hype guy like Aziz or Fred or you cool, calm, and collected like Nick, it's that's the cool part about football like, different guys, all different backgrounds, different emotional you know, awareness or whatever it may be, like those guys being able to come together as a team and go out there and play for each other, that's why you love the game of football so much. When
1: you have a situation like you did Sunday when E-Man goes out and you go to Lenore, um, he gets a penalty and, and then you go you go to Dante, how do you kind of go through the process of making a decision of like, okay, we, we want him to get the playing time, we want him to get the experience, but also this is an important game and we need to get the veteran in there. How do you kind of maybe find that balance?
2: Yeah, it's, it's all about just all our guys just being accountable when you're in for me. You know, guys just have to be accountable. All those guys will be out there. All those guys be playing, gaining experience. But it's about also the importance of being accountable to your teammates. Him, what, what
1: have you seen as his biggest improvement since he got here? This- Who was that again? I'm sorry. Tell him Hufango. Oh, yeah. the biggest improvement
2: he's made? I think the, the biggest improvement has just been his – been his communication as he continues to play and get more experience out there. Just understanding how much more he has to communicate and not so much think about what he has to do. You can see him evolving and growing as a a better communicator. That's one thing I've seen him get better. The confidence level has always been there with him, so he still has that, but now he's communicating even better.
1: When said on Monday, he wanted to see Ambry and, and the Amador push. Josh Norman and, and Dante Johnson in practice this week. How has that looked the last two days?
2: Yeah, all those guys are practicing really well. And I think um, all of them had a good practice. Our guys came out with intent. You know, they've been deliberate in practice this week. So all those guys are, are doing really, really well this week of helping each other and pushing each other. Yeah, just keep being consistent. Like I talked about earlier, those guys just have to be consistent and they have to be accountable, right? You have each one of us, we all have a job to do. The guys just have to be accountable and their teammates have to be able to count on them to go out there and do their job and do it at a high level. I think
1: the next numbers from the rushing from the left, rushing from the right are really similar. Is that rare that a defensive end can be equally effective? And, and if you ever play with any that as much,
2: you know, left side versus right side as, as Nick is doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, it is impressive to see that because you see some guys, they just get comfortable doing, you know, one side, only rush from the right or only rush from the left. So it has been impressive to see Nick move around right or left, and it really doesn't matter where he is, right? He's effective no matter where he is on the on the field, where, wherever he lines up along the defensive line. And the one guy that I played with that was similar in that way was J.J. Watt. You know, he was a guy who you can move around no matter whatever the matchup was that week. You know, he would be, he can win against anybody. So you allowed him, you know, to move around. Uh, whoever you want to go against, you take him. So that's kind of the same approach we take with, with Nick. You know, whoever he wants to line up against, he has that, that that freedom to do it because he's shown us he can win, you know, against anyone. Well,
1: the tackles talk about how difficult it is to, to switch sides. Is it similar for, for edge rushers? Is it? technically difficult. To do yeah, I think
2: it is difficult when you talk about your stance and footwork and just you have to you have to rep it and you have to just take your body through that process when you've been so much just accustomed to doing it one way. So there is, you know, mechanically getting your body, your mind right, right to rush from the left side. It's just changing up the footwork, but it takes time and Nick has worked really really hard at it. and he practices it when nobody else is out there he's working on his stance working on his footwork and he's done a, a heck of a job of it.
1: it a couple of years ago Dante Johnson I think he bounced from like three different teams not the Niners the Bills and it looked like the typical he's at the end of his career and it's all over uh, and he's bounced around here obviously uh, how is he I don't mean this disrespect but how is he still in the league like how what, what does he do that makes him like okay now we actually we need
2: help. Yeah, Dante, one thing Dante does is Dante is a, a very accountable teammate, right? He's Dante is a guy you can depend on to handle his job the right way, to be a pro, you know, on and off the field. That's what that's what made that's what has made Dante stick around in NFL so long. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a true vet, a true pro, a guy knows where to be, knows how to do his job and he also has that ability where he's not selfish from that standpoint where he's always teaching the younger guys as well, you know? And so that's what, you know, keeps Dante around. Smart guy. Yeah, he can play multiple positions. Dante has played on the outside, has played the nickel position, has played safety for So when you get a guy who is as versatile and as smart as Dante, that's, that you'll stick around in this league when the more you can do right the more you can do you'll stick around so and that's where dante has really earned himself the right to be a, in this league for as long as he has just because of him being as versatile and as smart as he is
1: his versatility and his leadership how important is that for the younger guys the, the amy thomas of the world the Lenores
2: of the world how important is that yeah it's, it's huge man that's one thing about this league is What, you know, when I came into the league is an older guy brought me in and taught me how to watch film, taught me how to study, taught me the how to play the position the right way. And that's what, you know, we're all standing on the backs of guys who come before us and paved the way. So the NFL, the locker room has just always been about unselfish guys. And that's why the league has just sustained itself because everybody comes in, you know, when you're getting up in age you know <laughs> that time is you know it's not going to be much longer so how much can you impart into the next person so they can keep moving forward what i learned from guys when i came in i tried to you know implore that to jordan hicks or brian Cushing, like guys i played with michael kendrick's like it's it's on me it's my duty to teach these guys just because somebody took the time to teach me so that's where you see a guy is dante johnson that's why he's able to do what he do, what he does. Yeah, it's just paying it forward. And that's how somebody probably taught him the same way. All right. Thank you, guys.
0: Wow. That's what I'm talking about. We got some energy today. All right. That's not much energy.
1: Has been a very big part of the offense and blocking, passing, etc. Over the last several weeks, what have you seen from him that's helped him to make these strides
0: this season? Um, growth. He's he's grown as a as a player. That the the thing about professional football is it is a legitimate transition um, from being a student athlete to being a pro. You have guys that you're playing with that have been doing it for a decade. Um, where this is what you live and breathe, and there's an adjustment period. So, um, you know, having the injury uh, last year uh, was tough on him, but what what I think the whole team has seen is a guy that's developing um, his ability to be a professional football player and approach um, each week and each opponent um, in a way that the rest of his teammates can count on. You know, there is a full-time job. These guys get one day off and everything they do between or in front and behind that day off is either to do with their body or to get ready for an opponent. And he's, uh, he's done a great job taking advantage of an opportunity um, that he's received this year. Wow, I mean, I thought it was a solid response. <laughs> Solid, at least, not a walkout.
1: Mike, Mike when, when you guys resigned Trent uh, in the offseason, Kyle said something to the effect of, uh, "You guys had plans to use him in, in different ways. Uh, obviously, maybe throwing him a pass here and there is, is part of that." But in terms of blocking, uh, what is it about his skill set that maybe allows you to to do that? And how does that kind of manifest when you? Put
0: him, you well, know? he. It's about as easy as it gets for a coach. Um, just, I, I think if you pulled. Um, the the league's coaches and players. Uh, Trent is a very unique um, player at his position in that he's been probably the best athlete um, for about a decade at the position. He's one of the only guys that I've ever been around that could legitimately um, play defensive line at a high level as an O lineman. Typically, there's they're just not that type of athlete. I think coming out, he what he run like a 4.7 or 4.8 and he was 3.25 or something crazy. Um, but on top of that, what people don't realize is that Trent is very, very mindful about his craft. He is very crafty in the game and, and it means a lot to him. Um, he's very prideful and all of that stuff makes it very easy to utilize him at the point of attack and you just, you start realizing oh we could down block here pull here um and and which you've seen um the football enthusiast is seeing his game grow within our offense a little bit um because of that because we're all growing together as coaches and players so he it unparalleled talent in conjunction with a guy that has um that it means a lot to that is trying to be the best of the best each and every day. That's uh, meant a lot for our team and allowed us to do a lot of cool things with him um, this season, and will hopefully continue to do. I'm assuming
1: you've never been able to say that about a tackle. Like uh, we could, we could
0: game plan new things for, for him to do. For sure. Uh, what, what What is that like for you then?
1: Like how much how much fun is it to you know maybe think of things a whole
0: different way based on what he can. Well, it's awesome for the for the whole staff. Like we just, it there's it just opens your mind. You just have different options. Oh, hey, um, we can. There's this wide defensive technique. Um, well, if we if we or a, a tight one, if we if we need to cut a guy off, that's an extremely good player. Okay, let's run right. Um, we have that option when when we're playing really good players, um, which you see almost every week. Um, it it is, it is really cool. Um, you feel spoiled because, you know, there's been time between our stints and we've had very, very good players, been very fortunate to have very good players at that position, but there is only one Trent Williams. So you, you, uh, try not to take it for granted because you know, um, it's, your time with him is limited and you want to take best advantage of it.
1: George Kittle's second touchdown, the one down the sideline,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I guess when you guys, when you do your, when the film review Monday where you go over some plays, obviously there was a lot of bad plays to go over, but that was a pretty exceptional one, just kind of what, what was the reaction from that, or, or what was your reaction when you saw them?
0: Oh, well, it was an exciting, exciting moment. The, the, it was cool to see George feel, um, you know, that he had that extra gear, he, he, I, I think you guys heard it during the week. Um, he took Seahawks Week very personal. And wanted to do everything in his power uh, to will to will us to victory. Um, and so you don't the wins and losses they drive our livelihood for sure. But you can't. You also are very careful and not ha, okay. Only celebrating good plays when you win. You you have to have a standard with how you you operate and you know there's a lot of things and a lot of things that factor into a win and loss. So um we we use that use those clips um especially that that was a great team clip. If you if you go rewatch it, um Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk both make fantastic plays um and Kittle takes advantage of it. That's the type of um team ball that when we win games, we win because of stuff like that. So you don't lose sight of that at all. Um, yeah, you, you always want to win. Um, but the biggest thing is is that you you use every cir- circumstance to try to make your team better moving forward. Because the fact of the matter is, is we're in December, and we're playing meaningful football. And that's really what you work for from February on. This is we have everything that we've that you want right in front of us. So you don't let losing lose sight of that. Um, we're on to the next, we're, with, uh, uh, we're, we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals and hopefully we have some more plays like that from Georgia and, uh, and from his teammates.
1: The Bengals, uh, this might get too much into scheme, but uh, how do they usually cover tight ends? And is it, I'm asking that since they're gonna be missing, they're down a few linebackers, I know linebackers are safeties. A lot of different people can cover
0: George. But. No, the, the the Bengals are, um, they do a really good job uh, and one of the things that they do a great job of is there's not one way that they try to defend things. Um, they, they're game plan specific. We, we know that and they have um, various types of zones and man coverages and situationally we'll see both and um, it, it's just all about uh, the timing of plays called and what happened, what our players do within those plays. Um, he, he'll have his opportunities uh, to touch the ball in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it's uh, I, I think he's excited for that. I think they're they very mindful of the fact that he is an explosive player. So I'm sure they'll have things that we haven't seen, um, which is, kind of par for the course and um, especially with the Bengals they 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 give stuff to opposing offenses each and every week that's a little different um and they do a good job with it
1: the Bengals have been much better against the run in the pass this year you guys obviously like you use the run to open up the passing game how does that maybe affect your guys game plan at all
0: um you do, you yeah they, they've done an outstanding job defending the run i think they um have put in multiple fronts and coverages, and their defense plays hard. Um, so you you try to go into the game giving your players the most information and the best information possible. You try to say, OK, this is what they do, and give them tools, and the game will play out as as it will. If they want to um, overplay things and overplay the run game, you, you have to make them pay in the pass game and vice versa. Um, but the biggest thing is is that you just get guys to be prepared to who they're playing against so they're not caught off guard in the moment um, on Sunday because that's a little too late. So they, uh, in terms of preparation, we, we still have the same amount of runs and passes we typically have in the in game plan. Um, and I think our guys believe that they can run and pass the ball, and we'll try to do both at a high level on Sunday. How do
1: think of a problem, I guess, literally is, is DJ Reader.
0: He's a big. Problem. Is he actually three uh, forty-seven? I mean, I I would check the scales. Um, no, I. You know, it it might be close to that. He's just doing a really good job. Um, he, he, whatever he is, he's a big man that's in shape. So he's not. He's not a big man that's overweight. He's playing at a high level, um, and he he can run laterally and and do a lot of things and make plays for them. Uh, he he is an issue that you definitely, he, it doesn't take long for him to jump off tape and know, know that you have internal issues that come with that.
1: Tightrope uh, touchdown. It, it seemed like uh, Juwan, was, Juwan was deeper than, than Georgia. He was open too. Uh, what were you thinking as that, you know, watching on high as that play is developing? Did you think that that ball should have gone
0: to Juwan, or obviously it worked out great, but i mean what's what's the right read on that no one? uh George was um first in progression it was, they were kind of tight because uh the weak side defender kind of grabbed George and kind of in a in a football legal fashion kind of grabbed him and so there was a moment in time where like, hey, this might be J- Juwan's ball, but um George was number one in progression and Jimmy layered it in nice. And the best part of it was both other eligibles, um, that were running routes in that direction, Juan and Ayuk didn't hesitate at all. They transitioned and tried to block for their teammate, which they see, um, Coach Shannon does a great job in team meetings and in offensive meetings, making sure that everyone never lose, lose sight of, okay, George is having success on this play, but look what it took by the whole unit for him to show off his his athletic prowess. It, it, it wasn't done on his own, and we wouldn't have ever seen the tightrope if both of those eligibles hadn't immediately transitioned and tried to um, block for a touchdown that George had about this much room to get to. And he and he, and he did it. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe.